Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness, Season 5. We have a crazy episode today, but before I get into it, thank you to all our subscribers. Keep subscribing, keep liking, you know, do the duties, comment which guests you want to see next. And today, we have the man in pursuit of a billion dollars, Mr. Harvey, and the voice of the people, Mr. Sergio Senatore. Yes. How are you, boys? <laughs> the boys. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having guys? us on, guys. Thank Yo, you. Pump. Thanks for coming. Yes. I know it was yes. kind of last minute, right? But we kind of had to. Yeah, we kind of knew we were doing we it. And we, just, we just snuck it in the schedule a little earlier. That's all. Right? You know. With everything going on. Yeah. Um, everything going on. It's I mean, good we to got be lots back. to talk about. Um, before <sighs> we jump into it, maybe an intro on, on Jonathan. Sure. Who you are, what you do. Yeah, Sergio, yeah. We, know, we know what you're about now. <laughs> we know. We know. Everyone knows. Um, but yeah, Jonathan, talk to us. Yeah. So uh, I'm a textbook entrepreneur. I've been at nice. it for 15 years. Um, and, you know, sort of uh, great middle class upbringing, just sort of failed my way to where I am now. And I just kind of figured it out in the last, you know, five to seven years. Uh, I've owned uh, 10, 12 restaurants. I've currently got three. They're all in the Port Credit in Mississauga area. Nice. Had a couple more, but we lost those through COVID. You know, shit mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Uh, also in development, media, a few other things. Just, you know, turn into a shiny object entrepreneur, basically. Uh, and then over the last year, um, I guess I just got rinsed. You know what I mean? Like the government <laughs> took advantage of a lot of people by putting a lot of really, really bad policies in place. And I was one of those people, you know, yeah. and uh, I decided to articulate my thoughts and then it just kind of spiraled from there. So I just continued doing the same thing. Was there a certain moment where you're like, I got to get a message out right now? Yeah. I forget exactly when it was. I think it was in like, I was still wearing a jacket. So it must've been like February or March of 2020. Yeah. And I went online and I wasn't, I wasn't bitching, but I'm kind of like, all right, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm done. What do I need to do here? What, how can I help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can I say? And that got enough traction that actually funny Natter uh, Marzuk yep. sent me a video of something. He's like, Hey, you know what? Just, you know, while you're having this topic, while you're on this topic of conversation, um, you know, here's a bit of information. And then I took that, ran with it, did a couple more, and then it just sort of spiraled from there. Um, but what was interesting before I kind of got to where I am today with the videos is, um, after that first one kind of popped, I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. You know, a lot of people want to sit online and, and talk and I, and I, I think spreading a message is really valuable, but for me, I'm like, we're entrepreneurs, right? It's like, let's yeah. take action. Let's yeah. do something. So, um, I started this open June 1st initiative and I was doing videos every few days and I had like my media team kind of hustling and we started working with, you know, um, some of the, some of my other clients, I had built some casinos. So I was okay. working with those clients Great. because they had some political pull. I got in front of the NDP. I put together like, not just me, but obviously the team. I'm just yeah. speaking as I'm the one saying it. Um, we put together, you know, this 20 page report on how to get Ontario open because we had no plan. So I used metrics from around the world, took different countries, different states, left, right leaning, everything and wow. put it together and actually got in front of the NDP uh, and they introduced it and then we opened on June 7th. Second, mm. so uh, we actually <laughs> wow. did have a bit of traction there, yeah. and then I took a break because the restaurants opened again. So yeah. I was busy. It was great. Yeah, uh, and now here we are. Did you think we would come back? Fifty-fifty. Yeah, you know, it's it's fifty-fifty. Like I, I when I heard the news and when I understood what was going on again, I wasn't like. I, that was neither. I wasn't like surprised. Yeah. I wasn't it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. I think it's funny, Serge. We recently reposted uh, yeah. that video of you from the from this podcast August. in the summer, yeah. Yeah. and you called it. Yeah, that you was in called uh, it. That was in August while we were open. Yeah, while yeah. we were open, things Crazy. were bustling again. Restaurants were open, bars were open, retail was open, schools were open. The city was alive again, mm-hmm. and uh, you posted that video a few days ago, before we went into the lockdown and uh, I just I couldn't believe it because we all kind of had a hunch yeah that yeah. they were letting us have our shine during the summer when the weather was warmer when the cases were down nobody was getting tested in the summertime no right 
everybody was traveling, enjoying themselves at the cottage and working. Yeah. You know? But we had that hunch that come winter, those cooler months, yep. yeah. people start getting cold, colds again, the flu again, or getting sick again, that this could happen. And it happened. Yeah. Another lockdown. And very quickly, um, I mean, no, no, with, with, with no, you know, regard for restaurants to say, hey, we're thinking about doing this, you know, so they can maybe set up some outdoor stuff, whatever. It was kind of just like, hey, Doug Ford's going to talk tomorrow and then boom. And you then blindsided. The blindsided well, just right? like the last few yeah. times. Yeah. Everyone <clears throat> just got sidelined. And this whole outdoor patio <laughs> nonsense in the winter, uh, yeah. I think a lot of restaurants and business owners kind of went along with that the first time around or the second time around. But this time around, it just really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. I don't see any restaurants, um, and, and maybe you can speak on the ones you have. Like, did you guys set up anything? Not a chance. Yeah. yeah. No, it's preposterous. Yeah. Like, how yeah. long, like, how drunk do you have to be to sit outside when it's minus six? <laughs> yeah. So, it's no, it's, it's not. Horrible. And it's also the cost for the infrastructure. You see, exactly. the thing is, if they're like, hey, you're gonna, we're going to be doing this for the entire winter and every winter for the next four years, I go, okay. I'll make an investment. This yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because apparently you can build a tent outside and that's still, you know, adequate. Fine. Yeah. No, no worries. Yeah, yeah. You would think, how many years are we into this now? Going on our third year? Yeah. yeah. You think John Tory and Doug Ford would have had a plan. You know what? The last two years were a disaster. Let's set up some kind of infrastructure mm -hmm. to help these restaurants and businesses to survive. Why don't we, why doesn't the city yeah. cover these costs yeah. of helping these outdoor patios, get the heat lamps in and the yeah. plastic coverings? To help these places, but nothing. It and just, not even a yeah, warning. It just feels like they actually don't want to help. They don't care, and it's not about our Jonathan, health. Jonathan, you just recently posted a, a letter to Doug Ford. Yeah. Talk to us about it. Um, well, so the, the idea of doing the letter is I wanted to take a bit of a different approach to the okay. other videos that I was doing, and I was like, okay. I was just thinking, like, every time I do these lately, I think, how can I resonate with people to try to get them to start seeing things the way we all see it? Yeah. Because there's still, in my opinion, a silent majority. Yes. And I was like, okay, this, this really pissed off a lot of people. So it was like a lot of people that, you know, like, like I was saying in the video, sort of did their part, you know, got their shots, maybe got a booster, um, you know, did the lockdowns, did everything they were supposed to do according to the government's rule. No problem. I'm good with that. So by, by, by taking that approach, I mean like, Hey, everybody did exactly what you said yet. Here we are again. And you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm not sure how well anybody could have could have done in his, posi his position, rather, and I'm not sure how much power he really has. From what I understand and what I've learned over the last several months, not quite as much as we are we are you know taught to taught to believe. We think, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's okay. But the reality is, when you make decisions like this, someone has to take responsibility. Correct. And you know, people are like, oh, we don't want liberals or ND NDP or anybody else in there. I'm like, look, I like forget forget my political lean. Even if the guy steps out of the way and someone else from the conservative party steps up. Are they gonna do a great job? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But at least they will understand that you have to pay a consequence for your actions or inaction. They won't make the same mistakes. Exactly, yeah. yes. and that, that was kind of my intention. That's why I was like, this is why I'm gonna say this directly to you. Yeah. I thought it would resonate with people. People would wanna share it and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I have been on the fence or I have been on the other side of this, but now I'm feeling the other way. And this sort of articulates my thoughts. I was a little revved up, a little more than I needed to be. Um, but it's that, hard not that to was be. the passion, yeah. bro. It's hard not to be. Yeah, but that was why I took that approach. So, do you, do you guys, sorry, do you guys both see a lot of people reaching out to you guys that maybe are, are waking up in a sort of way or made some decisions in the past two years that they aren't so fond of and, and now they want a different approach? 100%. 
Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, I see it a lot in the. Um, I see a lot in my comments. Yeah, like yeah, I don't. I have a rule about not scrolling through comments. Like if it's not on the first thing, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't fuck with it because yeah. like, it's too many yo, it'll just po- it's not even that. It'll just poison your mind. Yeah, like, ah, I'm not. Yeah, take, yeah. A, take a page out of Joe Rogan's book. I'm like, I'm not engaging too much. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but the ones that I do see, a lot of them are like, Hey, I did this. I did this. I did this. And look, here we are. I'm pissed. Yeah. And I'm seeing it more and more. Yeah. Absolutely. So, agree. so, so these people that are coming forward, right? If if they're asking the question like, who's to blame? Who is to blame? Who, who do you guys think is to blame for, and let, let, we'll just speak on Ontario. Who is to blame for Ontario being in the position that they're in today, that we're in today? Um, yeah, I'll take, I'll take a stab at that. Uh, first of all, you got to go from leadership top down. You got to put Doug Ford in the hot seat and you got to say, what the hell have you been doing this whole time? Yep. Um, the other the other issue that you've got is you've you've put people in power to make empowered people rather uh, to make decisions like Peter Juni, Kieran Moore, public health, exactly, yeah. and the, and you the scientists, doctors, people that were not elected and never signed up to be in a position of authority. They were never they never signed up to wield that kind of power. True. Yet they needed the government or these politicians wanted a fall boy or fall girl, however you want to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, the error that I think we made really was politicizing objective science. Yeah. Because what happens in politics? Yeah. Politics are dogmatic. You're right, you're left. And, and it's sort of blind faith. It's almost like religion to me. And I'm like, okay, do your thing. If you have blind faith, good for you. Yeah. Um, so when you take a dogmatic um, concept like politics and you throw that on top of objective science and public health, mm-hmm. what happens? It becomes dogmatic. Yeah. So by True. using, when the politicians started using these scientists and these doctors, to provide answers for what the rest of society should be doing, there's your problem. So again, you gotta go to Doug Ford, and I think you gotta replace some of the people on the board level when it comes to your Ontario Science Table and your CMOs. All and, of them. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and what are your thoughts on, because I'm, I'm having this conversation with a lot of people in terms of who's to blame, and, and some, some of the answers I get are actually the people that, that we've complied this long, knowing that a lot of the information we were getting wasn't adding up, right? So. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Serge, what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts on on the people, more and more people are waking up. Yeah. And I see it every day. People are sharing news articles and posts and asking questions. That's the most important part. People are asking questions. But I almost feel like the government wants us to blame the people. I almost feel like they want us to pit pit each other against each other for having these different opinions. True. And I'll never blame the people because I believe it's all the government's fault. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a re- that's a great answer. Yeah, because yeah, I was, yeah, like, I was no, like, yeah, at first I was like, shouldn't be up to yeah, us. It I agree. Really shouldn't be. It's funny because I'm like, yeah, we should stand up, and I'm like, huh? I blame the media. Well, they're leaders, right? I blame yeah. the media. I agree. Yeah. and the government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, it's the public health officials. Then it's the government. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's the media. Yeah. The yeah. media is the biggest virus out there. Yeah. They take those numbers. They take those cases. They take that. They love it. That article and just send it out. Yeah. I, I, I was telling these guys, like, I went to go see my grandmother and, and she's a CP24 on and there's 25 headlines flying around <laughs> at all times and they're all negative. It's all negative. Death, death, COVID, cases, lockdowns, shut the no schools recoveries, down. No recoveries. Nothing. No articles nothing. on how to build your immune system Still or nothing. how to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, they're closing the gyms. Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah, insanity. Jonathan, I know you you mentioned logic a lot. Yeah. Talk about logic Mm -hmm. and how these things have been not logical. Where do you think people's logic has gone? Do you think it's fear kind of clouding a lot of people's judgments? 
Yes. Or do you think that you have to have some sort of certain experience in life or network in life to be able to see things? No, I think a lot of it is, and I'm not going to go too deep on this, but I think a lot of it is very the mass psychosis theory. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, when you are in a bad situation and you're driven by fear, what you look for is you look for an individual to pull you out of it or an organization. Okay. That's what you do. Yeah. Once you've decided who they are, you are willing to burn the boats. You don't care about anything else. You will stay there and you will stick with that person. And if anybody fights that person, i.e. guys like us saying, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. Why is the government yeah. doing this? People attack us because yep. they've set their opinion straight. This is what it's going to be. So over time, and it's it's the other thing too, like over time, I think they get to this point of just completely being completely illogical. But what happens, and Jordan Peterson's going to say it a lot, but he got oh, yeah. so good. He's so articulate. But to paraphrase and butcher, and I apologize, but he goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away your freedoms inch by inch. And as soon as I get close enough and you push back, I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to push again. And when you tell me, to, then I'm going to stop. And then over time, I've made up, you know, two, three, four feet. Now I'm right in your face. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happened is, you know, you kind of take that idea and you implement one little thing at a time, a little short on logic, but not too far. I'll, I'll give yeah. you the stretch. I'll give yeah. you a stretch. I'll give it to you. And then all of a sudden, you're, this the world's upside down and people are just, you know, it's everything's crazy. There's yeah. no logic left. It just was one step at a time. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting take, but it makes sense. And, and, and I'm curious, and I mean, like, let, let's say a year ago, if we're having the same conversation, people are going to slap a label on this and say, these guys are anti-vaxxers, they're conspiracy theorists. Do you think us <laughs> alleged anti-vaxxers or alleged, you know, conspiracy theorists, do you think we, 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 or we've earned some credit? I don't think they'll ever give us credit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sir, come on, come they'll on. never give us credit. Come they on, never bro. will. Yeah. Um, what scares me the most is we're in our fourth lockdown and people have become numb to it. Almost yes. like this is normal. Yeah. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what? Just another lockdown. Yeah. It's right. just going to be a few more months. You're right. You know? Well, you know what? This one's probably only going to go to March. This is what I hear. Yeah, yeah. It's probably only going to go to March or <laughs> April insane. or May. <laughs> in the third year. Uh, like, I don't know about you guys, but I want to thrive again. Yes. I want to I wanna move forward in mm-hmm. life. Yeah. I don't want to just be happy with this. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. You know, that's Absolutely. what scares me. People are becoming too comfortable with these lockdowns, too comfortable with these restrictions. Like it's a part of life now. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people like half on that side, like super comfortable. They don't give a fuck anymore. They're just no. like, lockdown this or whatever. Give me sir, bro. Fucking play Call yeah. of Duty, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> and then I have another half that are like, bro, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like the I have a lot of people hitting Miami, me up. Like, yo, I got to get out of here. How do I get out of here? And I've never like, I never thought we'd reach that, that point where you're getting volumes of messages saying like, yo, how, what's the best way to get out of here? Yeah. And you're like, that's well, scary. Li- where the fuck do I live again? <laughs> we, we, like, I, like, we've been getting a lot of messages being like, hey, how do we leave? That's like, the, last, step thing, by step that's on the yep. last thing you want to hear when you are, you know, I, I'm sure guys like us are so invested in this city and the main message we are receiving, I, I'm speaking for myself and Ernesto, is how do I leave? It's true. That's a scary it's message. Either leave or just not care about. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's tough. I'm gonna say like my like I've been in and out like yeah. every every few weeks. I'm like, all right, where am I gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> or am I like right, Texas? Maybe Florida? Yeah. Am I gonna go yeah. to Mexico? Yeah. You know the problem that I'm I'm noticing right now is the Western civilization. There's no utopia. 
No, yeah. There's there no safe place. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. people are like, well, Florida's better. Florida is better. And DeSantis is doing a great job, in my opinion. However, he's fighting off the federal government every single day. Every you know? day. And now same thing's happening in Texas. Same deal, same deal with, with Abbott. You know, I mean, he's yeah. fighting these guys off. And now they've got a uh, guy that lost in the primaries, the Democratic primaries. I forget his name. He's a, he's, a, he's a pretty heavy political hitter. He's trying to jump in and turn, you know, flip Texas now that all these people are moving there. So it's okay for now. The other thing is the states has got a target on their back. They yeah. do from everywhere in the world is waiting for them to finally be weak, and they're weak right now. Mm-hmm. So would I go there? I don't know. I mean, you look at the UK, not great. Look at Australia. Are you crazy? Oh, no. Europe, yeah, are you crazy? Yeah, yeah, Central Europe's a yeah. disaster. Look at France right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, then you look at Canada, and you kind of go, <clears throat> our generation's war might be political and economic. And yeah. I'm not sure there's any utopia to run to. And that's why I've kind of put my foot on the brake for now, and I'm like, I guess we'll just stay here and fight and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Damn, we have to fight. Yeah. This is our country. This is our city. I agree. It's so given, do, it's given us so much. It's given us so much. I think that it's our duty, you know, to fight. And then, like Ernesto was saying, maybe for people that are listening that don't know how to fight, how do we fight? That's uh, why it's important for yeah. guys like you and guys like you to speak up yeah. every day yeah. and just keep putting out more content. Keep asking those questions yeah. and having people on your podcast. Yeah. For, for someone who doesn't have a platform, let's say, what can they do? I've got a couple of a couple of ideas. I okay. think one of the big things is, and this this is going to be frustrating, but uh, get into politics. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, like if our generation's war is political and economic. You got to break the system from the inside, and you got to start at the ground. You got to be in your councilman, councilwoman. You got to look right. for running for mayor. You got to get into get involved. Yeah, exactly. And like. I do not want to get involved, but it's a serious conversation I'm having. I yeah. don't want to do it, but I'm like, okay, if I have the, the capability of doing it, maybe I have to. Yeah. And then over time, because, you know, if it were the Roman Empire, we just cut someone's head off. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Sort this right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we live in a different time. Yeah. True. And yep. there are only, and, and you know, I think we've hit that breaking point where things have gone past, like our government is no longer serving the people properly. It's not happening, no. mm-hmm. but you can't cut people's heads off. Yes. So you have to penetrate the system. And I think that's, I think that's a really good way to do it. And then, you know, like Sergio said is more videos, more content, more information, get it out there, have more people talking, you know, there's a lot of power in it. Um, I know sometimes that feels useless, but you spread the word and people know that they are a part of the silent majority, not, you know, this small minority. So I think that's valuable for now. Very yeah. true. We have to become the media. Yes. 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 We have to be the ones that are sharing these positive facts yeah. and information to people. Yeah. Not just the stuff you see on these big media channels. Yeah. Like the CP24s. Yeah. I've seen you both. I mean, both your content gets shared tremendously yeah. when it's posted. It's insane. Um, probably yeah, out of great. I share a lot of your stuff. <laughs> 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 it's great. Yeah. It's great, thank you. Right? Yeah. I, th- I, just, uh, I think, you know, we're able to gain and uh, get a lot of information from one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I agree. Once again, we have to become the media. Yeah. Well, we, we were talking about it off off mic, but they were showing the statistics uh, of a, in American media, and Joe Rogan has like a li- eleven million. His viewership's like eleven million <laughs> yeah. on average. CNN's right. too, right? So he's. And what does that tell you? That people have faith yeah. in yes. people like that and yeah. information like that. Well, because it's not hard to see who's asking real questions and who and who's not coming in with a bias. I mean, okay, or a script. Like, yeah. 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 You just don't have a script and like you're a bit more genuine yeah. already than any news channel. And all he's doing is having conversations with yeah. these people and yeah. people want to censor him. Yeah. Why? 
But I like it. He's 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 getting back at them. He's getting back at anyone that's trying to censor him or, or yeah. bring his opinions down. He's so level-headed, so yeah. even-tempered. He's yes. just so he's just got like the right amount of experience in life. He's such a stud. Yeah, I just think he's doing such a great thing for the world right now, especially yeah. like Western Western culture, Canada, the United States. Yeah. But I agree with Sergio. I think the big thing right now is, I think that COVID really really killed mainstream media. Yes. I think it sort of well exacerbated it. It was already on its way out. But I think you know um, big corp like corporations will use media, whether it's right or left, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They're gonna buy your space and they're gonna use it. Mm -hmm. Politicians will use media. They do care if it's right or left. But what's happened is they're both trying to use it at the same time. And the politicians are swarming it with illogical nonsense. And then these pharma companies are promoting everything. And they're basically, now, and now the politicians are saying, go to big pharma, even though we're promoting them on our media channels, and this will get you out of this mess. Yeah. So now it just yeah. became so obvious to everybody mm -hmm. that everyone's turning to these other channels, you know, Sergio's, the Joe Rogan's, stuff like that I'm putting out. And that's going to continue moving forward. I think if you people want to make a difference, now's the time to get into your own personal media channels. Yes. For sure. Yes. They're going to blow up in the next three to five mm -hmm. years. Everyone has an iPhone. Everybody has the ability to promote yeah. these yeah. facts and this yep. information. Yep. So everybody should start utilizing it. It's your own channel. Yep. Everybody yeah. has the ability to use it and utilize it to the full potential. So everyone should get out there. And uh, I'm still getting messages like, like I wish I could post this stuff, but I can't because like my fam or like my job. Here's it's the one like, thing it's I don't tough, understand. Like, you know, we're in a lockdown. Once again, we're in the yeah. fourth lockdown. You've already lost your job. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna lose it again next uh, year. Yeah. Speak up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, say something. It's it's a lot of social pressure, right? And and man, you get someone that's not that strong, they won't say a thing, lost. bro. You know what? I'll give you a little story. One of my buddies from back home, I grew up in, a, in up in Aurelia, mm -hmm. Peckerwood from the bush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, my buddy Rob, he messaged me the other day and he goes, oh, you know, it looks like I might lose my job at the fire department. I might lose my job at Remax, you know, because he's a, he's a real estate agent and he's also a firefighter because he was pushing back against this. Mm -hmm. And some woman decided to take, take it upon herself to go complain to both this, the, the fire department and the um and the in the real estate company. Yeah. Wow. Now he is a solid dude and an all around strong guy, mentally, physically, just fantastic. He's a firefighter. Fantastic yeah. human being. Like, yeah. The nicest guy you'll ever meet too. Yeah. What an absolute beauty. Um and it, the nice thing was like all I know so far is Remax like, hey man, we're aligned. We don't care what this this bitch says. Sorry. Love we it. don't. Yeah. They, they just yeah. said, Hey, look, they go, maybe choose a couple different words. Yeah. Just so you're a little more inclusive, but we're behind your message. Wow. That's and, amazing. You know, and I, I think that's important to share so people do know that, hey, you're not going to get canceled by your company. Yes. Yeah. If you choose words wisely and you stick to facts and keep your emotion relatively subdued, you can't get in too much trouble. Yeah. Otherwise, just lawyer up. Fuck it. No, you know <laughs> what? True. You know, it's funny you say that. Actually, I have a friend of mine, also a real estate agent, and uh, you know, he, he didn't want to get the vax, but he ended up getting it because they told him they were going to fire him if he didn't. He, he, you know, a couple months later, he comes to me. He goes, you know, it's crazy. I go, what? He goes, one guy at my job refused to get it. He goes, fought back a little bit. Didn't even get a lawyer, nothing. Just fought back a little bit, pushed back. They kept him. Yeah. He's like, so I got it. I didn't want it, but I got it to keep my job. And the guy sitting next to me didn't need to get it. And it's like you're saying, people are just scared because they're, they've created this like, massive cloud of fear that people are even scared to you know go to their job and say i don't you know maybe i don't want to get it or whatever the case may be or i'm speaking out or whatever but that's crazy it's it, it, it it's absolutely crazy right and but again i think there's a lot of social pressure too i, agree I think i think that's that's truly where it comes into play and for a lot of people it's not even maybe friends or like on instagram a lot, a lot of it's coming from like internally like family 
And I know a lot of people who spent the holidays, families divided. Yep. And that for me is the absolute saddest part. It's disgusting. You know? yeah. 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 It is. It's, it is. it's crazy. You're three and people are still social distancing yeah. away from their family. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? It's yeah. crazy, man. You might never see your family again. You might never see your friends again. Yeah. You know, when do you stand up for yourself? Mm-hmm. When do you speak out? Yep. I, um, I, I want to talk about complying. Okay. And people complying. And, and there's a lot of messages out there telling people not to comply anymore. How can people not comply or stop complying um, in their own ways without, I guess, without, without, without getting five hundred thousand like yeah. dollars fines, yeah. Yeah. which probably won't stand in, in court, but yeah, I mean, on on in my opinion is like, I personally did this myself. I just started going into places no mask, right? Slowly, just kind of building up a confidence like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, dude, like if someone tells me to put on a mask, like. You got to move. You got to get away from me like fast, bro. Because like, you're not telling me what to do, bro. So I'm, I'm fine, right? But there's people out there that are, are trying to kind of build up their confidence to, to counteract this shit, right? How can they do that without breaking the law? The law. Allegedly. The guidelines, yeah. yeah. It's a good question. It's tough, right? You know, for, for myself, uh, I own a boutique, a men's mm-hmm. fashion boutique here in Toronto. And... Um, you know, during the first lockdown, we shut our doors. During the second lockdown, I stayed open. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I had enough. It didn't take me to the third lockdown or the fourth lockdown. Second lockdown, I said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm staying open. I let my clients know. I didn't promote it. Sorry, I didn't promote it uh, on social media and, you know, make this right, outrageous yeah, video of course. And, and, and say, I'm open, come on down, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not you know, I, I, I did it privately yeah. and uh, I survived. And yeah. if I didn't, I wouldn't have survived. Yeah. So that's one way of doing it. And uh, yours well, was based on survival though. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But that's, but that's what it is. It, it becomes a fight or flight thing. Like, yeah. what are you going to, what are you going to do? Especially when your business, your livelihood's on the line. Yeah. Like, how are you going to act? Right. I'm not yeah. going to tell anybody that I'm not essential. Yeah. I am. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, uh, I agree with that. It's, there are little things we do too, that we're just not too open about, but we do it. Yeah. yeah. We do it to make sure yeah. that we can be a little more inclusive. You yeah. got to do whatever yeah. it takes to survive, man. But it is that, like you said, we're not belligerent. We're not outspoken about it. We just do what we do. And yeah. I think that goes a long way because if you go, I think Peter, Peter you posted something yes. and I actually reposted something that Peter said and I really agreed with that. It's like, people are like, oh, are you going to lock down? Are you going to stay to close this time, Jonathan? It's like, well, yeah, unfortunately, because the fines are so disproportionately harsh, it's $500,000 in a year in jail for yeah. year, for day one. Crazy. I'm going, and like you said, they very likely won't hold up in court. I got enough stress in my no, life. You don't I don't need that And not only yeah. that, you don't want your liquor license no, revoked. No, exactly. Yeah. And people don't yeah. understand that. The people that are saying this and that, they yeah. don't understand yeah. they don't own a bar. They don't own a restaurant. No. It's not that easy. No. So what should hospitality do? Uh, well, Okay. Before because there are people it. saying like you should stay open and then the counter there's argument is like places, our liquor license. There's a lot of places that are open. They're just yeah. not promoting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to be smart and strategical yeah. and that, do what's best for you yes. and your family. And that's it. I, yeah. I think, I think Get creative. And this is just my personal opinion and I don't own a bar or a restaurant or a nightclub. So I, you know, I don't know a hundred percent, but I think a big like a big pushback and something that would work very well for Ontario and let's say Toronto the GTA is is hospitality. I think hospitality has holds a lot of power. Um, there's a lot of powerful people in 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 powerful positions that are owners of these nightclubs and bars and well you know King Street, Queen Street, whatever the case may be. I've always thought in my head, and again I've never actually had to, got the opportunity to have 
these types of conversations with guys like that. But if they all came together hypothetically and we're like, no, fuck this. Like we're done. You're not locking us down. We're not, we're not shutting these doors for you guys anymore. And I'm talking like, let's say 90% of the, the bars, restaurants, clubs on King street and queen street did that all at once for me. In my head, I go, that might be the best way. It sounds great. It sounds like it would really work, and it probably would. Yeah. But no one's going to do These it. These guys don't want yeah. the risk, right? I agree, they don't want to take yeah. the risk. Right. One or two. Yeah. You're right. But, yeah. Because you know, like, what are they realistically <clears throat> going to do? Wipe out king of all liquor licenses? Well, no, but you, you know what the thing is? You're right. It, he, you're, you're all, so far, everybody's right. Like, it would work. <laughs> 100% it would. They would never do anything like that. The problem is the people that actually own the large majority of these things have too much to lose. Yeah. That, yes. And that's yeah. that's the big issue. Yeah. Like, they it's built their whole lives exactly. around it. Are they going to risk it? That's the they're question, not. right? And the yeah. thing yeah. is, they're not. A lot of them that are in that, they're, they're really like heavier hitters are not that young they've got mm. kids that are you know kind of yes. close to our age you yeah. know what i mean mm -hmm. so they might be working with investors yeah, as well exactly yep, who don't feel the same way yeah that's, that's right mm -hmm. that's true. exactly mm -hmm. it. very true so it's wow, just good point it's too coordinated an effort with too much to lose for the people at the top so yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna do it they're gonna they're gonna get their subsidies they're gonna sneak by they're gonna you know what they're gonna do if they're smart and i hate to say this when everyone else goes out of business, they're going to scoop them up. They're yeah. going to take them for pennies on the dollar, yeah. and they're going to expand their business when everything when everything recovers. It's just it's an unfortunate. It's going to be an, the unfortunate fallout of the situation. That's what they're actually going to do. Okay, but yeah. when everything you said when everything recovers, mm -hmm. when is that for Ontario, Canada, Toronto? Well, I believe maybe a little unpopular opinion, but I think we are going to have the Roaring Twenties again. But I don't think it's going to start till twenty twenty four. And I think our recovery plan is pegged to 2025. That's what these yeah. boys said. That's, that's what I believe. And the other thing it's is, scary. I like, it's, it's horrifying. I don't like that, but I like that you said that because we, we always talk <laughs> yeah. about this. We go like, how long? This guy goes, bro, good luck. We're <laughs> I, done. I, I, I'm saying long. And myself and Dean, that. we're both like 2024 is the time when we think. Yeah. <laughs> this bullshit might end, which is sad. Well, there's Two more years. I, well, the, the thing is, I can't handle it. But what year are we in? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know anymore. Well, it's, it, there's a lot to consider, right? Yeah. It's not just about opening your doors anymore. Consider the economic fallout. Consider how much debt each new each business just took on. So, Restaurants yes. average three hundred thirty thousand of debt. Oof, and I know, I know, I know it. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to be for a while. Not to mention. God, we printed $350 billion. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. our inflation's over is like four and a half percent. Like our C that's on our CPI. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. The price of gas went up 30%. Yeah. This doesn't. And now like the, the arbitrary inflation of house costs too. Like, this doesn't go away for a while. Mm -hmm. Once we open, then we're going to see some real economic damage. Yeah. And after that, we'll start to recover. Yeah. That's the reality. Okay. Maybe, maybe not when it goes away, then how it goes away. Do you think it's political more than anything? That's what I think. Well, when is Doug Ford out? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an election this, is it this, June, this June, right? Yeah, yeah, this summer. Okay, but, okay, but like, if, June, if, 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 Doug Ford, <laughs> if Doug Ford is in fact a puppet, okay, which I Trudeau. strongly believe. We have yeah. Trudeau. Yeah. Replacing Doug is only going to do so much. Like you if guys did mention, like someone knows, someone coming in now, they know that I believe they're the going to have to take the person will have to do better. They'll have to, right? Yeah. They can't do worse. I agree. They can't. Yeah. I, I, true. Yeah. True. Actually, I, I have this argument with my father. We, he's an interesting, very, very smart guy. But he's kind of of the mind. He's like, you can't put anyone in power that could do anything worse right That's now. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't even talk about this specifically with Ford. It's like all government. He's yes, like, yeah. doesn't matter who you throw in there right now. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's here, the States, like they're, they're going to they're gonna make it better. They have no choice. Yeah. We're at the bottom. Well, so you think it's going to, that's what it's going to require, replacing 
I think that's one. I think that's one piece of it because you have to be able to pass responsibility off for the for the machine to keep moving forward, right? Someone's got to take responsibility. Someone's got to be the fall boy. Someone has to step up to the plate. Exactly. So someone's going to go build a new political career on the back of fixing this. Okay. And they're going to make a couple people the fall boy, fall girl, fall whoever. And that's just that's that's very likely how that's going to play out. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Roman, if you're watching this, buddy your chance <laughs> we'll all vote you in you let yeah. me know but no okay well I, I agree with you i think what what surprised me is that like you know we sit here and we say the silent majority right of people who probably agree with like let's say maybe 50 60 70 percent of the stuff that we're saying but if if there really is that silent majority in canada how the hell did trudeau get back in power that boggles my mind I think that's really every person, that. and like who knows, maybe my network is small compared to other ones, but every person I know that voted did not vote the thing for is, him. The thing is, you're a progressive thinker, we all are, but there's so many people yeah. out there that are thinking ass backwards, yeah. that are wearing <laughs> yeah. double masks yeah. outside, <laughs> that are already reason. lining up for their fourth dose. Yeah. yeah. In minus 20. That's yeah. what's scary. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, 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 to touch on that like i think um what what surprises me now is that you know the media is coming out and showing the numbers let's say of cases and they're saying you know the 10,000 cases you know 7,000 of them are double vaccinated or fully vaccinated you know unvaccinated is maybe 10 20% of the cases and yet people still believe the booster is the way out What's the what's the mindset there? How what's it gonna take for okay? Let's say these 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 people who are thinking ass backwards. What's it gonna take for them to wake up? To wake up? They're not gonna wake up. Those people are never gonna wake up. Yeah, I think when they do they're that so on the far news, gone. yeah, yeah. I think when they're doing that on the news and and showcasing more cases are vaccinated, I think they're just appealing to their target demographic, yeah, which are the vaccinated. People, there's a lot of people that have woken up. You know, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of people of that have taken both both jabs. And have said to themselves, you know what? I'm not going to take that third one. I'm yeah. not going to take that booster. Yeah. You know, I'm getting tired of this. It didn't work. These mandates didn't work. No. You know, why are people getting infected at gyms or restaurants where we applied this mandate? So people are starting to wake up in that sense. But there's so many more people that are just yeah. you know, glued to that TV screen. True. And listen to what. They've got to be glued to our podcast instead. Talk about I was just going to say, no, I, I, I'm, I very much agree with that. I think what's happening is, I think earlier you asked the two of us, are we ever going to get credit for anything that we do? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. What's going to happen is, the only way you're going to flip those other people over is they're going to start sort of singing our tune yeah. Yeah. in the mainstream media, slowly, yeah. inch by inch, yes. and then they're going to be the heroes. That's yeah. right. Uh, and that's okay. Yeah, I don't I care. So, yeah. I'm not here. I'm not here for. I don't need a gold medal. I yeah. got enough trophies on the shelf. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I just want to get back to making money. Just I want to get moving. back. Yeah. yeah, man. Like yeah. everybody's here writing their own story of life, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're all like in the prime of our lives, sitting that's here, right. unable to move. Yes, like you know, you Stuck get in the same position. Exactly. You get in the car, you know where you're going. But we we're in the car driving in fucking circles for <laughs> yeah. two years, yeah. and that is tough when you're a young, driven, like especially yeah. a guy. I'm yeah. full of testosterone. Let's go. Yeah. I got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just not yeah. letting us. They're not letting us sort of unleash that. And they've taken away the gym. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just fuck. Yeah. 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 Craziness. What Absolute is going craziness. On? It's. Yeah. How about Doug's for, Doug Ford's daughter? Hmm. She's been. She's been. You've incredible. been in communication, yeah. right? Yeah. She's been incredible. She's been incredible about yeah. being. Vocal. I love that. And. Uh, you know that takes a lot of courage you're the a daughter ton, you're the daughter ton. of our 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 province's leader yeah and you're speaking out that it says a lot though that takes a lot of credit and a lot of uh 
courage. I agree. I think uh, I can only imagine. I think Christmases are weird at my house right now. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine just like the Ford household. Yeah. I feel for it. We just started chatting the other day as well. She seems. Yeah. I really appreciate her approach. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. And like that's that takes a lot. I wish she was actually getting more coverage and more credibility for yeah. it. Because, I think she will. Yeah. I hope so. Is yeah. she trying to stay low key about it? Kind of. No, 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 dude. I seen her followers. I seen her followers when when she first started like saying some things, and people were like, "Whoa, Doug Ford's daughter's speaking." She was like two thousand followers. She's like twenty five k now. Yeah, like she's she's on the rise. Like she's, she's I think, moving I up. I think it's time to get uh, Krista on the podcast. Yeah, we'd nice. love it. Yeah, Krista. Oh, tight. Good idea. Please, let's go. Yeah, and her husband. Well, speaking of her husband, I know Is he's he speaking he, out as well. He's well, a, he was the one that got fired, police, right? He was a That's police right. officer. But I actually want to talk. I want to touch on uh, touch up on the police officer that's been going viral yeah. um, in the last few days. Yeah, we, yeah. Hit him up. we hit him up. I don't. As well. I don't know his name. Sorry, Ernesto. You probably know. Yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah, he was. At, I actually had dinner with uh, him and his wife last week. Oh, like, wow. he's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I think before yeah. he posted this thing. So I've I've been chatting. Him and I have been chatting uh, for the past few months. Just one of those people that just randomly connected on Instagram. Yeah. Super super nice guy. Such a bro. So cool. Like yeah. really really great guy. Um, and he was kind of battling with this decision back and forth, back and forth. He's like, oh, I think they're going to make us do this. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then, yeah, he uh, we finally connected. He came he came down for dinner. We chatted, hung out for the night, had a few drinks. Absolutely such a solid human being. Yeah. Such a Love great that. guy. Um, and he's just like, hey, I got to, I gotta, like I said, I got I to gotta step down to stand up. That's mm-hmm. it. I've had yeah. enough. So yeah. he was also getting his real estate license. And now him and his wife are just going to be full-time realtors. Good. Yeah. You know what? They're going to become successful. Yeah, yeah, totally for sure. Sure. I told him. Yeah. I mean, him and his wife both... Really good looking people, really personable, just amazing. He's Down to earth. It. Oh, yeah, I and think so too. And the best thing about it is he's probably influenced so many people in his position. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Speak out as well. Yeah. And maybe they haven't spoken out yet, yeah. but they will. Well, well, I messaged him too. I messaged him like, buddy, you got to come on the show and just explain what happened. Um, but well, super genuine guy. He's just yeah. like, yo, I'm, I'm getting like way too much attention I'm not used to right now. So, like, yeah. he's going on Sean Avery's podcast <laughs> soon. And I was like, oh, good for you, man. Later, <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's going to, yeah, I yeah. guess he's going to pick it up. But yeah, yeah. I definitely would love to my hear about fa- it. My, my question to you guys is, what are your thoughts on his approach? Because when Six Buzz posted it, um, I'm a frequent Six Buzz commenter. I, lo- I love to get I had people. To, I, had to, I had to unfollow. I had to get out. I, I had love to get, to get people out. fired out. I go in there and I got my notifications on and I'm the first guy commenting on everything. So, like, these comments are getting, they're outrageous, some of this stuff i see but i was commenting like a true canadian like a hero i was saying some stuff like that like and using verbiage like that. mix Th- this one was mixed and it, and not mixed in the sense of like oh this guy's an idiot or anything people were kind of saying like well was this the right approach like or should he have stayed and tried to fight while he was still in that position or was the best way to speak up by stepping down Right, and I don't know. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. Do you think his approach was the best way? Do you think maybe he could have taken the approach of sticking it through and trying to fight till the end? What are your thoughts? I think it was the right move because I think he would have been relatively powerless if he stayed there because of the chain of command. Okay, true, fair. I mean, yeah, I guess he, he at, at the end of the day he's in the position he's in, and what right. more yeah. can he do? And at the right? end of the day, he probably tried. At yeah. the end of the day, he did it his way. Yeah, yeah. And there is no right or wrong. True. You know, that's yeah. the way he wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Totally agreed. Um, I'm, I want to talk about the passports and what you guys think about them and, and um, where you see that going. Do you think that they're going to last and, and just the purpose of them? I, I think the passports are horrible. You know, I work in an industry where they are required. And uh, where have they gone us? Right back in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Where have they gone in us? True. Two, yeah. two, two years later, you know, or what? Sorry, they, they've been in... Um, power how long have we been using the passports now the mandates about six months 
Mm, four I think, months? I think maybe September they started. Since September. Okay. Yeah. Why are we here again? Why are we locked down? Yeah. They didn't work. The passports didn't work. Yeah. So that's my thought. Do you think they're they here to work. stay? I, I think in some fashion they are here to stay. Okay. I'm not sure they're going to continue to use them the way they're using them now. Um, they don't work because they only made 8% of businesses use them. That's it. 8%. Is that what it was? That's what it was. 8% of us. <laughs> they put it on 8%. About 35,000 businesses in, in Ontario had to be the one to police this. Like, that's preposterous. Yeah. So how does that affect how does that make anybody any safer? It should you be in all the travel. You need yeah. them to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Like all or nothing here, guys. One yeah, or the other. And I, I I'm, I'm talking like, for, so I was just mainly the, the Ontario ones. Obviously there's the federal one for travel as well. Federal one's tricky because they have a precedent with vaccination to travel. And like, if you, you like to get yellow fever, if you're gonna go to Africa or something like that. So that may be truck tricky story to, um, to sort of step over. But on the provincial level, if you think about it, the idea of the passport is kind of convenient. Realistic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if someone's benevolent going, okay, well, I'll make everything digital for you. Yeah. Your IDs, your credit cards, debits, yeah. everything, you know, medical, make it easy. Mm-hmm. Problem is, unless you put it on something decentralized like a blockchain, it's very volatile. But the thing is, that's not why they're doing this. That's yeah. not why they're implementing them and that's not why they're using them. Yeah. Um, but they've already spent, what? Federal government gave each province a billion dollars yeah, to implement billion. these programs. <laughs> so they've already, they've already, they've already they're pot committed. You know, yeah. they're pot committed. Um, I don't believe they will continue to use them for access to entertainment because I think that's going to blow up on people pretty soon because like Sergio said, they're ineffective. They don't work. They did nothing for us. Mm-hmm. But are they here to stay? Yes. And here's the really big problem that I have with them. I'm not going to go super deep on social credit system, but here's just a small thought. What society said was, if you're unvaccinated, you don't deserve basic rights. That's what society agreed. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And the politicians enforced agreed, it. Yep. Crazy. True right. Yep. So now what we're going to do is we're going to slowly over the next few years, we're going to put your entire life on a digital passport. Not only your health records, your driver's license, your bank cards, your credit cards. Did you do your taxes? Blah, blah, blah. Did you vote? All, all this other stuff, right? Everything's, everything's slow. One thing at a time over three to five years because it's convenient, yep. right? Now the next pandemic hits or we're shut down for some other reason, you know, whether it's climate crisis, whatever it may be. And you are now part of the 20% that think that the government should go fuck themselves. Well, then they say, hey, society, remember when we said the people that defy us don't deserve basic rights? Yeah, we agree. They don't. Yeah. Cool. We're going to press this button. And Now access yeah. to your entire life is shut off. Yeah. You have no money, no ID, nothing, no health records. You can't get access to anything yeah. because they've built in a fail safe to be able to unplug it in case someone steals your phone. Of course, yeah. makes yeah. sense, right? A seemingly necessary feature. So I believe they're here to stay, and I believe that they're going to be used for um, everyday life and more nefarious purpose in the future, unfortunately. Control. Yeah. Yes. It's all about control. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, we see it. it it's it's happening right now in China. Yep. They, they use it, and they use it for a very wide variety of things from what I've read, like all, all the way to like you get into uh, a verbal argument and uh, with somebody at a dog park and they'll come and take your dog or you can't get on transit. Bro, that's the day I die. Touch my dog. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's game over. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean? And so I agree with you. I, I, I don't think that the passports will last in terms of like getting into a nightclub or a bar, but they're going to be transformed into the exactly all your IDs are on it, your cards, yeah. your your uh, credit score, stuff like that, which is which is insanity. Truly. It'll be sold based on convenience, like you said. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that's that's how they'll that's how they'll that's swing how they'll it. Pitch it. Because, like, listen, yeah. if I'm going to a f- watch a fucking movie and I got to show you that I I'm vaccinated, like, it it just even sounds preposterous. Like, who, 
it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, or right? Or have a sandwich or a slice yeah. of pizza. Yeah. To sit like, down. You, you want to eat today, do you? Hmm. Yeah. Well, let me check that score one more time. <laughs> you, <laughs> you go to the local coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. You can have a coffee. But if yeah. you want to sit down, show us the papers. Yeah. yeah. We can stand up. Like, what? Where's that? Order. Like, you talk about logic. Like, this is what I'm saying, Give me right? a minute here. What? Yeah. Like, but they've been giving us these hints this whole time. It's, yeah. the, same yeah. the, it's <clears throat> the same with the masks. You yeah. And you're in the coffee shop and you're standing up. Make sure it's covering your nose. But if you're sitting down. You're fine. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The air, the air fluctuates. Well, is different. The mask thing drives me insane. Mask, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's too, it's too sensitive a topic for too many people. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, re- I appreciate that you don't wear yours. Yeah. You know why <laughs> I, I'll wear mine in a lot of situations. Yeah. It's, it's because I look at the people. Everyone's having a tough time in society. Of everyone's yes, struggling. Of course. And everyone's going through a lot of stress. And they're not used to this level of stress. Yeah. I am. I put myself through a lot of <laughs> shit. I'm cool. Yeah. But most people aren't. Yeah. And. You know, when you hop in an elevator with a lady in your yeah. building and she's uncomfortable visibly, you yeah. go, you know what? I don't need to make your life any harder than it already yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I realize these things, these masks are doing. It's even CNN said it themselves. Yep. They're doing nothing. Yep. But if your life is already stressful enough and all I have to do is put on a mask to make your day okay, yeah. one-to-one, Talks I'm going to do that for you yeah. because yeah. the ROI is not there to fight back in that particular instance. Yes. But yeah. You're just a nicer guy. Yeah, I was about to say, dude, you're a nice guy, bro. Because I, I, I haven't been wearing a mask since the beginning of this. Right, it's kind of like never, never, right never. away, <laughs> and like, oh man, I've gotten. It, it's actually, it's actually calmed down now in the, mm-hmm. in the last few months. But like when, I, like right from the get go, I was never wearing a mask. I didn't agree with it, and and because right from the beginning, you had guys like Tony Fauci coming out and saying they do nothing. They're just they just make people feel better. Right. So that's why I think you're a nice guy for doing that. Um, but I've never done it, and I, I, I won't. I won't continue to. It's just you not in my beliefs. To never no, it's still positive. I'm happy with that. No, no, I, 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 I understand. I, yeah, I, 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 I truly understand your point. Like you said, if you're in an elevator, you know, let's say with an elderly woman, yeah, the last thing absolutely. you want to do is add stress, and I yeah, completely yeah. understand that. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate these guys that are putting these laws and I think they're absolutely ridiculous. So I continue to fight that way. But what I'm curious about, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on Montreal, Quebec? Because shit is really Oof, weird. They're there. just like in fast forward. Oh, they love to riot there too. Well, shit is going to get out of hand I saw, I saw a video go. maybe about a week ago when they implemented, the, they're, they're back on curfew. Yeah. Yeah. It's 10 p.m. You can't even walk your dog. No. Yeah. 10 p.m. And I saw this video of these police what? cars yeah. with, uh, these police cars with like speakers on them. And like, it was like the purge. It's like the purge. Like, yeah. 10 p.m. in, in your, your houses. If you're out, you're out, you will receive a fine from $1,000 to $6,000, whatever. They did that. And then I don't know if they've implemented it. You posted it yesterday. I don't know if they've implemented it or they're about to implement no, they're it. they're about to. But um, if you're unvaccinated now, you can't buy alcohol and you can't buy cannabis. So now they're taking away like even like government. Uh, like, so, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and what does that mean? How does that I, I, know, I know that we aren't in Quebec, but... They're We're our not fucking that far neighbor. Behind. Yeah, they're our neighbors. We're not that far behind. So what's stopping Ontario from getting to that point? I but mean, you guys may have I not even known anything. that these things yeah, were happening. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would suggest or one thing I would say is Quebec is kind of its own little silo with yeah. the block and all that other stuff. Fair. And yeah. their people do have proven that they will protest and riot a lot more. Um, they seem to have a bit more of an autocratic approach there, which, 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 like you know, they're an eight out of ten. We're a six, six out of ten. Kind yeah. of, we're not doing yeah. any better. Yeah, really, yeah. in a lot exactly. of ways. Yes. Um, but I also think, uh, I think there you have an isolated community of people that are, you know, uh, sort of all cut from the same cloth. And I know that's a blanket statement because I know there's diversity there. But take just, and I'll explain to you why I said that. Then you go to Toronto. 
True. This is the melting pot. This is people from, this is like, you know, the most multicultural city in the world. This is where, you know, 80, 90% of people that come into Canada every year, where they move and they're all, all immigrants. We built our GDP off immigration since World War II, right? Yes. So you you come and they've all run away from a lot of real serious problems. So if you back, you back a rabid animal into a corner, what are you going to get? Mm. And I, I'm a little concerned. Like, that's why I don't think Ontario will get to quite the same place. Um, because I know I kid that, you know, Quebec will riot and they stand up and they protest. I think shit would really hit the fan here. Yeah. I think I think I I don't think you'd have one day where they were like curfew this time. This is what's going on. People that with sirens. I think that would be. I think they would lose the support of the people yeah. like that. Yeah, gone. That's that's what I believe. But yeah. you know what? We've been relatively apathetic to this point, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, we well we saw we saw when they tried to implement uh, the police here stopping people after a certain hour well, and asking them for proof of vaccination to be outside, and the police were just like, "Yeah, we're not doing this." No, <laughs> like yeah, no no fucking the chance. Police set up. Yeah. yeah, which was good. Which Great. was good. Which was good. And I, I hope they do it more. But yeah, I agree. I don't think that'll happen. But at the same time, maybe five, six months ago, a year ago, I thought that if we ever got to the position we were in now, That's lockdown three, four, yeah, yeah. I thought that we, there would be riots in the yeah, streets. I honestly don't think we're any better. Yeah. Like, we're in a... But we haven't... Nothing's changed. Nothing's you know? changed. <laughs> nothing's changed. You know, um, we're st- we're st- the, why are we still wearing masks yeah. after the vaccine, after yeah. the mandates? Yeah. Like... I think it's changed. It's purely symbolic. I think the masks, honestly, are just symbolic. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's just a reminder that you're be under scared. my thumb. Yeah. Pay attention. Everything's dangerous. Be scared of everything yeah. all the time. And I'm like, yeah. really okay. Feel safe with them on. Yeah. Which is scary. Well, I even say all the time, like, they can literally come out and say, stop wearing masks and people and will people still wear still them. Wear yeah. Yes. Yeah. Masks are here to stay for a long time. Oh, for sure. Even when they, even whenever it becomes oh, yeah. a thing that they yeah. say, you don't need them anymore. It's not mandated. Even 10 years from now, you'll still yeah, see 100%. random people wearing them. 100%. Yeah. yeah. In the I, park. I agree. They do that. They wear them in China a lot of, like, this has been going on in China and maybe, I'm not sure. All maybe, over Asia. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. some other Asian cultures. But the thing is, they, they, wear them, they wear them from smog. They've been wearing them. They would wear them for to pollution. Sig- yeah. And they would also wear them to signify that they were ill. Like, I know I have some friends from Hong Kong and other parts of China and they're like yeah we've been we've been wearing them for like 5-10 years because if I don't feel well and I have to leave the house I would wear it and people would go oh you don't feel well today well that makes sense yeah, yeah exactly. that makes but, sense yeah. but sure, they yeah. did it because they wanted to yeah, yeah. and to yeah. protect it's a choice yeah. right. yes. not because they were forced to yeah. right. Correct. and that's right. a so choice I agree. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's logical to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, as, as ineffective as it may be, at least it signifies, you know, on a regular day, everyone's like, you know, bumper to bumper. Yeah. But if I'm wearing one and I'm in China and you're going, oh, you know what? I'm going to give the guy a couple feet today. Of course. Yep. Okay. Yeah, go cool. Super reasonable, you know? And but, they weren't forced to do it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I know Damn. we were speaking Isn't about crazy? the economic, yeah. how, how we're going to see the real economic damage in the next few years when we finally get to open up. But I want to talk about you know, the damage we're going to see and the effects we're going to see on our youth. I think, of course, I'm a, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I like, I'd like to think I'm sort of a capitalist. So, of course, I'm always looking at the, at, you know, at the economy and trying to think about that first. But I'm also looking at the kids. I'm looking at the children. Especially the young ones. And they're yeah. suffering. They're suffering bad. And, and parents too. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. What, what, what are the outcomes going to be in the next few years? Well, imagine being a five-year-old right now. Yeah. And the last three Start years. Zoom for fucking eight hours yeah, a day. The last three years, you've been wearing a mask. That's all you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know school. You don't know in school learning anymore. Yeah. Like that's. That's insane. That's a, that's a new world. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to something the other day that said that they're looking at IQ data points dropping by 20, up to 20 on young Holy kids shit. because there's no social interaction. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I can't, I can't corroborate that, but it's, I'm listening to people that are a lot more intelligent than I am say it. Yeah. So I believe yeah. it. You know, I really do. And like you said, like, what, 40% of your life you've been wearing a mask? 
Yeah. What does that do to you? There what does that a, do with social interaction? I mean, imagine trying to be intimate with somebody. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Like us, we're like, all right, cool, let's go. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah. But if you grew up in this, like, hey, stay apart, don't touch, don't talk, no high fives, no hugging, no kissing, don't say what's up to your aunt, even, you know, mom and dad are staying in other rooms. Yep. And then, like you said, 40% of your life, you're wearing a mask. We all know we've had moments in our lives as children that shaped us today. We can see the photos in our head and we can see why it did what it did, yeah. for better or worse. Yes. This is going to leave, this is an absolute, this is a meteor that yeah. just smashed into their lives. Yeah. And we have no idea what the fallout's going to be, whether they were three years old when it happened, five years old, seven, ten. ten. Each one of them are going to have their own. And it's all these little, it's not going to be generational. It's going to be in one to two year increments of different types of damage this caused in lifelong impacts. It's yeah. just going to be a mess. Yeah. The sad thing is, you know, these children are going to grow up and think that we're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that little bit shit without a mask on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What? It's a whole new generation. That's true. That's that true. Are coming up, that. that this is what they've been raised on. Mm hmm They've been raised on the mass. They've been raised on social distancing. Yeah. So they're going to look at their elders like us and think, these guys are off their chain. <laughs> yeah, you guys are fucking insane. Yeah. Man, I think they're getting all the kids ready for the metaverse, to be honest. Bro. Throw them in there. They, yeah. already, they already have no social interaction to begin with. That's horrible. Well, they it's just throw a computer screen. Yeah. It's, it's such a, a, yeah. You know what's funny? I always thought social media was such an odd psychological experiment because yeah. I grew up without it, obviously. I'm, yeah, in my, yeah. I'm in my mid to late 30s. So for me, I'm like, okay, you know, I remember when the internet came out. I've socialized. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was 18. Yeah. I know what it's like. And then you look at all these kids that grew up with this, they grew up with these cell phones that, don't get me wrong, I love the technology. I think yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah. It's just that it's in its infancy. So we don't understand the damage. Mm -hmm. And then you give a young boy or a young girl, who you know grew up with it their entire life, they're getting a million likes on something, right? Yeah. But it's not really who they are. It's who they want you to think they are. Yeah. But now in the real world, they got to try to be that person. Yes, you know, it's too hard. So it's you, too can, hard. you can't be yeah, perfect, yeah. bro. No, I'm yeah. a fucking train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. Like, yeah. like yeah. you should yeah, see yeah. my outtakes on these videos. They're hilarious. Yeah. Just a string of swear words. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't get everything right all the time. You get the opportunity to edit it and show people your final product. Yeah. I thought that was going to cause psychological damage when these kids tried to enter the real world, yeah. which it has. They won't make phone calls. No. They're socially awkward a lot of times. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. And then you throw this on top. Oh boy. Yeah. I was watching a video. Uh, on the on the metaverse actually and they were showing like how how they were doing like a like some marketing around it and, and how you can shake people's hand right and they're oh. like and they're like see like, <laughs> Sorry, or, like this is something you couldn't Sorry, do yeah or paint that was the video right yeah, mark zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, mark zuckerberg, zuckerberg yeah yeah and they're just like yeah shaking hands like you weren't able to do this in covid like they're saying that kind of stuff That's so that fucked yeah that is so, so it's funny. like wait you're trying to say just tri like transform all my my physical onto online and now i can shake someone's hand and now it's okay because well, of covid well it's, like, that's it's, insane. It's, it's like he's saying we're kind of already there yeah yeah right like majority of people's interactions especially over the last two years has just been through the, the cell zooms. phone yeah you know, cell phones zoom call meetings oh. are zooms people are you know even a lot of podcasts people are doing zooms like people have stopped mm. lacks intimacies just moving. yes but even yes. like you said like people are are not usually their genuine self online. They're being someone that they, they want to be or something right. like that. Yeah. So now there's some the of these people might not be able to match that in real life at all. No they just say, oh, I'm just online. Yeah. Catch me online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. <laughs> Catch me in the meta, bro. Like that's it. I'll wake up, hop on, and then go to bed after. Well, it's like we're saying. It's even, a sad reality. It's a very sad reality. We, we, we see it even with Twitch. Yeah. Sure you guys are familiar with, with what Twitch is. These guys are streaming, you know, 14, 16 hours a day. Yeah. Wake up, eat wow. breakfast on your, on your stream. Stream for 16 hours, get off, go to sleep. They live a life in the game. Wake back up, 
stream that's again. Wild. That's crazy to me. It's like a Sims, on? like Sims meets Grand Theft Auto kind of thing, and like they're just all day. I'm not on Twitch. So I'm I not know, either. But I, yeah. PlayStation. Go check it out. One. As soon yeah. as they added two little sticks, I was like, whoa! Yeah. I'm <laughs> out. It's too much. As soon it's as crazy. they, yeah, that was the end of the well, day. And the majority of them are all like under 20 years old. Yeah. Like you see these kids, and they're all like 13, 14, and they're making fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, dude. Some of the millions. Incentivizing them. They're incentivizing them heavily. To just sit in front of that computer, got that camera on them with the mic, and just rip video games all day. Eight, like, That's like wild. 14, 16, 18 hours. It, it's, it's not even an exaggeration. That's what they're doing. So the timing of this now with the children not being in school, or when they are in school, they're just on a computer, is like, man, like this, yeah. is, this is not looking good. And to me, <laughs> you know, it, it all seems a little too convenient. But yeah, I mean, I think you got to find a balance like anything like humans are funny in the sense that we go extreme one way, extreme the other, and we find some balance. We will find some balance somehow, some way, because even if half your population is going to be plugged into the metaverse, (laughs) the other half's got to run the machines. It's true. True. So we will find a way and we will find some balance right now. It's extreme in that sense, but we are at extreme times. So you're going to see some really bad fallout. Yeah, like yes. it's going to be an interesting thing to watch and monitor. And, you know, you think about places like, I think, was it Sweden? That's basically like, fuck this, this this thing doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More people from Florida versus people that are in Ontario. Yeah. So you can go to these little pockets in different parts of the world and you're going to see dramatically different results as well. Yes. Sure. But it is going to be a really interesting three to five to see this all play out. I agree. I think our next 10 years <laughs> yeah. are going to be, no one is ready for what we're about to see in the next 10 years. I don't think anybody can predict it. Everyone will have their thoughts and whatever but no way you can predict what we're going to see in the next 10 years from so many different levels. But hey, interesting 10 years. And Serge, like we were saying on the last podcast, when these times happen, there is also a lot of opportunity. That's right. Agreed. So who are you going to be? You going to be the person that sits and cries in the metaverse, or are you going to say, "Hey, there's opportunity here. I just got to go out and find it." A lot of opportunity in yeah. the real world. Yes. And uh, yeah. you should take advantage of that. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I got some questions from the DMs. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, we got one. Stessy from Montreal. She wants to know why does this have to be left versus right? Why can't this just be about common sense guiding us together? I think we answered that, but yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of common sense out there, and yeah. everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. I think you even mentioned like it's past left than right now, like. Yeah, I think, well, I think the big thing is uh, whoever's in power, yes, it is past left and right is sort of illogical. But again, when you overlay politics on something that's supposed to be objective, it becomes objectivity, objective becomes subjective, it becomes dogmatic. So it's just the unfortunate overlay of politics that made this a big issue. Each side chose how they feel about one thing or the other. Yeah. And they flip flop. I mean, let's be, let's be realistic. Look at what was happening when Trump was in power. Now look yeah. what's happening when Biden's in power. Yep. Same shit, yep. different dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, man. True. Very true. Very true. Okay, this is for you, um, Jonathan, from our boy Richard. Check out Richard. Is work-life balance a real thing? How do you stay committed to the hustle? I mean, both of you can answer this. Go for it. Sure. Um, Work-life balance, it depends what you want out of life. If you want to be great, you have to be extreme. That's it. But the thing is, that's the balance you chose, so you're happy about it. You know, I don't look for balance in my life because I want to be great at everything that I do. And I'm not, and I fail, but I fail my way to being better every time that I try. Um, if you want a balanced life, 
uh, wait until you're 65, 70. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, you're, 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 like I said, you're, your life is a book full of different chapters. Yeah. Yeah. When you're six years old, you play on the playground. When you're 12 years old, you chase girls, if you're like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you're, you know, 16, you play 12, sports. Eh? Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really have a cootie phase. I was like, let's do this. So, you know what I mean? Um, and then as you get older, you know, your every chapter is a new version of who you are. Your yes. goals and your passions, your interests are different. I'm in my 30s, like I said. So, I'm a very extreme driven entrepreneur that's what i'm gonna do and then you know maybe when i'm 50 maybe i'll turn to politics maybe i'll play on the senior pga tour i don't know yet <laughs> yeah, you know maybe. what i mean Love so that. you know maybe i'll maybe i'll just be writing books at that point mm -hmm. but that's when you look at finding more balance at this time in your life ambition is a fire eventually it burns out when you have it use it as much as you possibly can and don't worry about balance i like that you Serge? Know, for me work is my life i'm passionate about it so whatever you do make sure that you are passionate about it as well that yeah. you love what you do. And, you know, there's that whole saying that if you do what you love, it isn't work. Yeah. yeah. You know, find that, you know, special routine you have every day yeah. and enjoy waking up yeah. and enjoy doing what you do and intertwine it. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone loves Tight. work more than you, Serge. <laughs> I love Straight it. Up, man. I love it. I you see know, you hustling I, every day, bro. I love, I love to work. I love my routine. I love making new routines. And uh, that's the key. Yeah. The voice of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, another one from R Richard. What were the safest industries during COVID that weren't disrupted or increased in revenue? I would say real estate. Real estate, yeah. yeah. Right away, yeah. Like, real estate. Real estate, real estate right? Everybody yeah. needs a place to live. A lot of people were getting evicted. Yeah. A lot of new people needed a new place to live. And uh, a lot of people did thrive. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was very disproportionate, but a lot of people did thrive. I mean, the top 50 companies in Canada increased their profits by 50%. They made it. Wow. The, they wow. made, uh, it's it's some, I'm going to remember, forget the number exactly, but like $13.4 billion in additional profits. The, you know, the top 50 people in Canada's wealth increased by 40%. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. um, it was it was dramatically disproportionate, but a lot of them I would say were um, fulfillment, warehousing, uh, real estate, um Groceries, stuff like that, like essential services, essential things. Yeah, construction. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah. Film, the film and movie industry yeah. killed it. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, Netflix. Yeah, everybody was glued to their yeah. televisions. Yeah, yeah. The people that really got really like badly rinsed is really entertainment got crushed. Entertainment, small hospitality, business. small business. Yeah, yeah. small like businesses yeah. were destroyed. Fortunately, yeah. which are the backbone of of our, our right. economy. Yeah. Let's just put, like, let's make that straight. Like, I guess my, if I was going to give more advice on that, what I would say is try to pick things now that are going to be a little more COVID recession proof for yourself. So like yes. for me over the next year, a couple things that I'm building systems for are um, very much in the NFT and e-commerce world. Yeah. Globalized. Don't have to worry about it. The NFT market, it's going to have its ups and downs, but the long game on that is super fat. So jump in, you know, start building uh, five plexes this year. The reason I'm not building four and building five is because it's commercial, not residential. So you don't have to worry about warranties on your buildings. So as soon as you build one, you you leverage it. You build one with cash. Let's just say you have the cash. Yeah. You build one, you leverage it. You get, that's tax free. So you defer your taxes to the government and you continue building your assets. You just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, yeah. continue doing it over and over again. You know, um, you do things like that. You build a good system and things that are going to be recession proof. When this happens again, you're in pretty good shape. Nice. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Last one. <laughs> if deciding to leave Canada, where else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving Canada. <laughs> I, leave it. I, love Canada. I love it. I love it. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I'm going to make a mark. Yes. And continue to do what I do on my own terms. Yeah. 
Okay. I want to say I think you've already done that. Yeah, you've been so doing that. Congrats on that because yeah. you've really, you. you really left the mark, uh, especially on the city. So yeah. it, I'm not moving anywhere else just because other people are doing it. Um, it goes with that whole saying: the grass is always greener on the other side. There's problems everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be hurdles everywhere. You have to put your stamp down where you live, whether yeah. it be in Toronto or a small town or New York or LA or Europe. You know. Make your mark wherever you are. It's not going to be better somewhere else. Yeah. It might be sunnier, but you're still going to have the same problems. <laughs> yes. And if you don't have those same problems, you're going to have new problems. And you Very can't true. keep running. You can't run. You can't hide. John, you said you're not going anywhere, eh? Wow. It's t- I don't... <laughs> I mean, I don't, you change back and forth. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly flip-flop. And it's not... It's, it's just... The tough thing is, as soon as you decide to, to you know, kind of build your roots, then you, you stay there. You're going to stick around. Um, yes. You know, it depends on a few things. One thing is telling me if I stay here, I'd get into politics just to try to fix the system. But obviously, that's a very loveless, uh, very, very low pay, just not really worth it kind of job. But you, sometimes you have Maybe to get up. you can up. do it on the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, Still yeah. do better than them. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, great. it's, it's I appreciate that. It's something, something that I've considered. Um, so if I stick around, that may be something I do. I guess it's like like Sergio said, the grass is greener wherever the fuck you water it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. So where are you going to stay? Where are you going to where are you going to where are you going to set up shop? You yeah. know, people are looking to run away from this. You're not going to run away from your own personal problems. Yeah. There is no utopia right now, like we said. So, if you want to go somewhere warm, go to Florida. Go to Texas. Cool. No worries. You know, yeah, you want to go. You know, when I when I say uh, I'm don't run away. If you want to travel, travel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. want to live somewhere else, yeah. generally want to live somewhere else, do it on your own terms. Yeah. Don't do it because of COVID. Yeah. Yes. Don't do Fair it because, enough. you know, shit yeah. has hit the fan here. Yeah. Do it because you truly want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that totally. Yeah. It's 100%. I think if you are going to go somewhere, you have to think about what that place, make a checklist, yeah. figure out all the things that you need from a place, you know, healthcare, economics, politics, just That's everything, right. mm. you know, like don't go live on a small island if you want to be a thriving entrepreneur because there's not going to be, the economy is not going to be there for you. You know yes. what I mean? So, you know, I would think about it that way, but uh, I think Sergio put it best. Um, don't do it to run away. Do it because you want to Yeah. and make sure you know, you know, throw your arrow, don't dodge it. That's great. Damn. I like that. Bangers, eh? Holy give him shit. The question. Give John the question, bro. Okay, Serge, we've, we've gotten this answer from you before. I think twice already on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make you say it for the third time. But Jonathan, we are the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, here's, here's the reality. We're all planning a monopoly. Yep. Whether people like it or not. When I was a young kid, I was like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I was like 24. I'm like, fuck, this is a board game. I didn't get to set up the rules. I'm mm-hmm. just here to roll the dice. So unfortunately, we are part of an economic system, capitalism, and all these other little things that go with it, bad taxes, all sorts of crap. <laughs> um, you need money to survive. You need money to satisfy Maslow's hierarchy of That's needs. Right. Yes. See, if you want to self-actualize and be the best version of, pardon me, version of yourself, yeah, you need a few bucks. You do. <laughs> and then you have to decide what that looks like. You, know, you have to know what your success looks like. Is it a billion dollars? Is it 100 million? Is it 10 million? Is it a million? What is it? Is it just being able to pay your bills? I think money buys you happiness as long as you know how much money you need to be happy. I think money buys you happiness if you have the, the self-awareness and the wherewithal to go out and chase it and be able to get there. You know? Yeah. And I think one one caveat, though, is if you don't make money out of the gates, you don't have money when you're young, that's part of the process. Yes. Don't make, don't make yourself unhappy. Falling down on your face, getting punched in the face, tripping and falling, all that other stuff, that's part of the journey. That's Not having any money is what creates drive and ambition and creates you, 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 you're hungry. You want to win. So, I mean, yeah, 
you know, we're a part of a system where money does buy you happiness. Yeah, you really do need that hunger. Uh huh. And money will buy you happiness as long as you don't let it control you yes. or destroy you. I agree. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. There's an internal component to being happy, of course. Yeah. Money doesn't solve all of your problems. It just solves like 85% of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. Me too. I'm definitely happy with that. Yeah. Oh, great answer. Um, totally agree. I'm curious. I mean, I, I think I know your answer, but what's, what's your number? Yeah, I mean, I want to make a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Stamp it. Let's yeah, it just, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just stupid. You know why you want, I want to make a billion dollars? It's not really about the money as much. I'd give most of it away. I don't really care about it. It's A, it's having a goal post to run to work towards, but it changes the way you think. I'm Agreed. not doing anything right now that's going to make me a billion dollars, and I know that. It doesn't matter how many restaurants I build. Mm. It's not going to happen. So then I have to evolve my thinking. Okay, I have evolved my thought process so much since making that goal to now being like, okay, what makes sense? You need to build good systems. So like, if you can scale real estate, that idea that I gave you can make you $100 million in 10 years. No problem with the same two million bucks. You know, NFTs and e-com, that's a system. So now I'm like, okay, if you get the system down, you can drop anything in there and you can scale it with less of your time. Mm -hmm. And then you think about other things. Okay, COVID killed everything. So now what would you be a part of for business? Commodities, commodities and real estate. So that type of thinking allows you to get outside of the box you're currently in. And it also stops you from sweating the small stuff. You lose 10 grand, 20 grand, 100 grand, business fails, whatever. You go, I'm trying to make a billion, yeah, not a million. True. I don't yeah. give a shit about this. So true, man. And it's, so you true. also keep your foot on the gas. It's yeah. like um, Parkinson's law. You'll take as much time as you're given to complete a task. If you want to make $10 million in 20 years, think about your pace. If you want to make a billion dollars in 20 years, now think about your pace. Yeah, much so, different. Yeah, you change your way of thinking. I agree with that. I think even first when we started this business, it was the first 100,000, then it was beyond and it was beyond. And every time you stretch that goal, your your way of getting there and your thinking completely changes. Absolutely. But that's the fun of it. Yes. Right? That's that's what keeps guys like us hungry. That's what keeps us moving. That's what keeps Never you excited. Yes, 100%. Boys, won't keep, won't keep you guys any longer. I know you guys are fucking busy dudes. Appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you. Uh, big, a big, big chat. Um, yep. I think people are going to take a lot of value from this, especially just because of the situation we're in. But again, appreciate you guys coming out and uh, hope to have you guys both back again. I'll be back. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. I'm here anytime, <laughs> you know, man. Yeah. Just tell, I want a big t-shirt. I, I want you. one of those sweaters, man. I'm like, good. No, we got you. We got you. We'll see you in the metaverse. No? Yeah, fine, <laughs> next lockdown. Next lockdown. Next lockdown. Uh, we'll have another chat. But on that note, yeah. Dean. We're out.